to glory land It won't be long Until I take the hand Of Jesus Christ With a great big smile We'll sit right down Charles Watson was born again on May 23, 1975, at the California Men's Colony. His transformation can best be described as amazing grace. Here's one of his messages from his early years of ministry. Well, praise God. We're going to go into a sermon tonight called How to Become a Dynamic Christian. Or you could say how to be a dynamic Christian. You know, a dynamic Christian is, a one, is one that power is operating in his life. It's what dynamics is all about. Dynamite, dunamis, power of the Holy Ghost. How to become a dynamite Christian. And a, dyna, a, dyma, a dynamite Christian is one that has been filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen? You know, you've been born again. The Holy Ghost has come inside of you. It's come inside and you've been born to the Spirit now. Amen. Once you were dead, you were sold out to sin, sold out to Satan. But now you've been born again, not of that corruptible seed such as came up through Adam and Eve, but now you're born to that incorruptible seed. And that seed inside of you is the Word of God, and that Word of God is powerful. Amen. Amen. Hebrews 4.12 tells us it's quick, it's alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Amen. Glory to God. It's a powerful force that lives inside of you, and it wants to come out. Amen? It not only wants to fill your spirit, it wants to fill your mind. It wants to fill your soul, in other words. It wants to fill your body. It wants to fill your actions. The Holy Ghost wants to come out of you. It wants to come out and lay hands upon the sick, and that powerful force wants to come out through your hands. Amen? It wants to come out through your eyes. It wants to come out through your smile. It wants to come out and it wants to guide and direct your feet. Amen? It wants to direct you, in other words. It wants to go out and it wants to love people. That's what it wants to do. It wants to minister with compassion. It wants to heal. It wants to not only save but heal. And it wants to baptize in the Holy Ghost. And that's what it's talking about when you're talking about being filled and then baptized. And baptized is when the Holy Spirit begins to roll out of you. Amen. It begins to overflow from you. You're not only filled like a cup of water, but you're like that cup dropped into a bucket of water. And that Holy Ghost is just all around you and all over you. And it's moving out in a powerful force. Amen. And that is a force of love. Well, in Acts 1.8, if you'll turn there with me, it tells us that we shall receive this power. Now, you know, the power has been given. The power has been given by the Lord. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost came down. The power has been given. Now, the book here of Acts and Acts 1-8 tells us what we need to do. And the first word that I want to set on here for a second in Acts 1-8 is, but you shall receive. Amen. Now, what you're getting from God tonight, you're receiving. A lot of things you don't have to ask God for. He's already given them to you. And now you just got to begin to receive. He gave you salvation through the resurrection. Amen. You received salvation when you came down to the altar and gave your life to the Lord. He gave the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And now you just need to receive the Holy Ghost. Amen. He gave you the Word of God. You just need to receive the Word of God, which is spirit and life. Now we're receivers. But we're not only to be receivers, we need to be transmitters. Amen. We need to be receiving the Holy Ghost, and we need to be giving out the Holy Ghost. In other words, we receive. And he says here, you receive power. 
That word power in the Greek is dunamis, and it means dynamite. It means the ability, the ability to achieve, the ability to achieve. When you receive the dunamis dynamite power of God, it is an ability that you have in you to go out and to achieve things in the kingdom of God. Amen? You achieve healing. You achieve ministering and power to other people to witness with. It's the power. It's a force. It's an ability that God gives to you. It's also a strength in your life that will give you power and strength and ability to go and witness and to do the works of a Christian. That's who we owe all that we do to is the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen? The power of the Holy Ghost. It says you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost. Now the Holy Ghost here was going to come in Acts chapter 2. We'll get over there in a second. But it says you need to receive power from the Holy Ghost. So I think every one of us tonight in here can say that we need to receive power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And we need to get around where the Holy Ghost is. I believe the Holy Ghost is here tonight. Glory to God. The Holy Ghost was poured down by Jesus and it's here with us now. Amen. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is here with us. After you receive the Holy Ghost. And it goes on to say here, is come upon you. Amen. It's coming upon you. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Amen. You. You're the receiver of the Holy Ghost. And you shall be witnesses. Witnesses. In other words, we receive the Holy Ghost so that we can go out and witness. This word witness here is the same Greek word for martyr. In other words, you shall proclaim or go out and tell what you believe unto death. In other words, you go out and witness or minister the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ unto death. Glory to God. You lay down your life for it. So, we see here that we receive, number one. Number two, we receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost, number three, is come upon us. And then we shall go out, number four, and be witnesses. We receive power to go and witness the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. And it takes power to do that. And then the next word I want to show you, it says, You shall be witnesses unto me. Unto me. Jesus, speaking here, says, You shall witness unto me. Witness unto me. What do you witness about Jesus? You witness that he rose from the dead. Glory to God. Amen. Matter of fact, over in Acts one twenty-two, it says that... They were looking for other apostles here. And then it says at the end of verse 22, a witness with us of the resurrection. They were witnessing the resurrection. So men were receiving power of the Holy Ghost to go out and be witnesses of Jesus, which is the resurrection. Glory to God. Amen. The next word I want to show you there is the word both. Both. A lot of people say, no, no, you, you haven't got no ministry on the outside right now. You need to just minister right here. Here is your Jerusalem. You need to minister there. But it says here, both, glory to God. That's good, isn't it, Joe? Both. So you need to minister both here, glory to God, and you need to minister beyond these walls, glory to God, right now. You say, well, how can I witness outside right now? Well, you can witness with your letters, glory to God, amen. You can witness with your telephone calls. You can witness when somebody comes in for a visit. You can witness to them. Glory, there's all kinds of ways to witness, but it says witness both here in Jerusalem and also into the uttermost parts of the world. You do it all at the same time, glory to God, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Witnessing, being witnesses of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Glory. 
You know the word power here. Again, I want to reemphasize that it comes from the word dunamis, meaning dynamite. In other words, after we become a spirit-filled Christian and when that Holy Ghost begins to start coming out of us because of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we are not only filled with the Holy Ghost, in other words, but the Holy Ghost begins to come out and therefore we are baptized when we become witnesses. Amen? Glory to God. In other words, this dynamite here had taken over the early church here. It was to take over the early church and to begin the church into the uttermost parts of the world. And that's how we got saved ourselves, by the Holy Ghost entering into us. Amen? Now these, wit these witnesses here, the ones that were to be witnesses of the resurrection, the early Christians, they were waiting in the upper room here or in a room of the temple, it is believed. And it says in Acts chapter 2 verse 1 that the day of Pentecost were fully come. They were there, and it says that they were all in one accord, in one place. It's very important for us to be in one accord. Now, see, when we're not in one accord and wanting to receive the Holy Ghost, and we have all this strife and division among us, the Holy Ghost is not welcome in you. You understand what I'm saying? In other words, you're binding or grieving the Holy Ghost because you're not in one accord. So if there's dissension, and if there's all kinds of strife and discord and disunity among you, you can count on the Holy Ghost not entering in in its fullness. Are you with me? It's important that you be in one accord tonight. And it says, and suddenly a sound from heaven came. See, the Holy Ghost came, comes from heaven, amen, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They were filled with the Holy Ghost, Amen. Glory to God. And it says, And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Glory to God. See, they were filled. They were born again of the Spirit. Amen. They were born again of the Spirit here. I believe the apostles were born again back when Jesus came back after going to be with the Father with his blood in John 20. And when he breathed upon them, I believe they received the Holy Ghost then when he told them to. But I believe here when this Holy Ghost came in, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. They were born again. And glory to God, that Holy Ghost began to bubble forth out of them. And that was the baptism. Amen. It came out. In other words, they overflowed with it. They were totally immersed in it. That's what baptism means. When you get baptized in water here, you get dunked down in water. Amen. You get emerged in that water. Well, that's what we want to do in the Holy Spirit. We want to get emerged in it. It just wants to get all over us. We want to be covered in it. We want to be bubbling forth in the power of the Holy Ghost. And it says the Spirit gave them utterance and they began to speak in other tongues. Now, that's a, holy, uh, a whole different subject. I won't get into that tonight. But the thing about it is when you're filled with the Holy Ghost and when the Holy Ghost begins to come out, it begins to put your body into action. You not only speak in other tongues, you lay hands on the sick and the Holy Ghost comes out. Amen? It begins to direct your feet, glory to God, in divine direction and not in old head knowledge body direction. Amen? Sensual direction. It begins to lead you in the right places to witness. It begins to, to, to make a glow upon your face. You begin to shine. Your eyes begin to look different. A light comes upon you. You become sound. You become solid. You become strong. You become authoritative. You become powerful. You become dynamite in this world because you've been filled and now the Holy Ghost is moving forth out of you. Glory to God. The tongues there is just a way to release it. Just a way to release it. 
and to edify you, the Bible tells us. We'll get into that in a few minutes. But we also see that after they were baptized in the Holy Ghost here in Acts 2, beginning in verse number 22, they begin to preach the Word. Amen? And here's what they said in verse number 22. They said, you men of Israel, hear these words. They begin to minister the Word of God. They said, Jesus of Christ of Nazareth, a man approved of God. Amen? He was a man approved by God. He came among them with many signs and wonders, these scriptures go on and say here. In verse number 23, at the end of that verse, it said that they crucified him and they slain him. But it says in verse 24, God raised him from the dead, having loosed the pains of death from Jesus. Amen? They began to preach the resurrection with that power that they had. He goes on in this chapter, and he tells them in verse number 31 that he resurrected from the dead. Glory to God. The resurrection of Christ, it says. Then it says in verse 32, we all are witnesses in Acts 2.32. He says we're witnesses that Jesus raised from the dead. And then in verse 33, he says, therefore being by the right hand of God, he says Jesus went up to the right hand of God and was exalted. He having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shed forth this which you now see and hear. In other words, Jesus went down into the grave and resurrected up with the blood to the Father and poured down the Holy Ghost. Amen. And now that's what was happening here. And the men said, hey, they were convicted and they said, what must I do to be saved? Amen. It says that they were pricked. They were pricked. They were convicted. Amen. They said, what shall we do, was what they said. He says, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus, and you shall receive the power of the Holy Ghost, glory to God, and the promises is unto you and to all, glory to God, amen. That's what they were witnessing. The baptism, the baptism of Jesus Christ down into the grave, glory to God, which is a type of baptism for us entering into that grave with Jesus and resurrecting up and the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And it says that 3,000 people were saved. They went on into the temple as they were baptized in the Holy Ghost. They laid hands on the sick because the Holy Ghost was not only filling them, but it was coming out of them. And they laid hands in the name of Jesus, in the name of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ on that man and he jumped and he was loosed from that sickness because of the power of God that was moving out of those men into the life of that crippled man. Amen. And he came and became whole, glory to God. And because of that healing, because of that miracle, 5,000 people believed it said in Acts 4. I'll tell you what, things like that begin to happen around CMC and custody and all the guards and, and the inmates begin to say, what's happening over at that Protestant chapel? I tell you what, all of them would get saved, amen? But it seemed like the Spirit's always quenched here when something like that begins to happen, amen? But praise God, we're going to become dynamite Christians, amen? We're going to be letting that Holy Ghost move out of us. It's the Holy Ghost inside of us that lays hands upon the sick, Amen? It's not anything I do or Joe does or Lance does or Bruce does. We just allow the Holy Ghost to come out and do the work because we believe in what Jesus Christ did. They told Peter and John, they said, Hey, man, don't be ministering in that anymore in the name of Jesus. They said, We can't help but minister in the name of Jesus. And they went and prayed. And in verse number 31 of chapter 4, it said that when they had prayed, Acts 4.31, it says the place were shaken where they were all assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake 
the word of God with boldness. Glory to God. They were refilled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. You've been filled with the Holy Ghost born again. You need to receive more so more can come out and be bold in this world. Amen. Glory to God. Be bold with the Holy Ghost. They spake the word with boldness. And it says, And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and one soul. Glory to God. And in verse 33 it says, And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Glory to God. They were witnessing about the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's what gets men saved. Witnessing Jesus and his resurrection. We're not only to be filled, we're to be refilled as these, uh, these disciples were. And after we're refilled, we're to keep, keep full of the Holy Ghost. Amen? We're to continually stay full of the Holy Ghost. And staying full of the Holy Ghost makes you a dynamite Christian. Now, I'm not only talking about being born again, filled with the Spirit through the born again experience, but I'm talking about being filled with the Spirit in your mind. Amen? Being filled with the Word of God. Having a renewed mind. I'm not only talking about having a renewed mind. I'm talking about having a body that is full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm talking about hands tingling when they lay hands upon the sick. I'm talking about the body getting warm as you minister the Word of God. I'm talking about the Spirit of God coming out and inhabiting the mind and the body and taking control of us so that we can begin to be mighty men of God like we should be. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about staying full. How do you do that? Well, over in Ephesians chapter 5, we read, Ephesians chapter 5, beginning with verse number 17, it gives you a prescription here. It says, Wherefore, be ye not unwise. Now, a lot of us are unwise. A lot of us think we need to be little namby-pamby, weak, saved people. No, he didn't save us to be a namby-pamby, weak person. Amen. He saved us to get our mind renewed with the Word of God, to get right soulishly. He saved us to, to, so that we can go out and, and do the work of an evangelist as he told Timothy to do. In Ephesians 5, 17, he says, Wherefore, be not unwise. Don't be unwise here tonight. Amen. But understand what the will of the Lord is. Now, this is the will of the Lord, glory to God. The will of the Lord begins in verse 18 of chapter 5. It says, And be not drunk with wine. Amen. Don't be drunk with wine. I don't know. I don't think we got any alcoholics in here. And I think we got some wise Christians in here. But it says, Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. We're to be filled with the Spirit. We're to stay continually kept full of the Spirit. That's what this means in the Greek. It means to continue to stay kept full of the Spirit is actually what that means. Kept full of the Spirit. That's the will of the Lord. And it says how we do that is by speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts or your heart to the Lord. Well, the heart is part of the soulish area of your, of your being. And we are to let our mind and our soul and our emotions and our will and all the area of our soul and our heart stay full of melodies and songs and praises to God because of his resurrection. In other words, let the resurrection rule your mind. And if you've got your mind on the resurrection and your victory because of the resurrection, you can't help but sing. Amen? Why do you think we sing, thank you, Lord, for saving my soul? Amen? I'm so glad Jesus set me free. He did it at the resurrection. Amen? He is Lord. When did he become Lord? At the resurrection. Glory to God. Amen? Praise God. All these songs are about renewing your mind, keeping your heart full of the Holy Ghost as well as your spirit being born again. 
And then it says, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Give thanks in his name. Amen. Glory to God. The name, the name is made up of everything that person has ever done. And Jesus rose from the dead. Glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Keep full of the Holy Ghost. Be continually kept full of the Holy Ghost. Spiritually. Mentally in your soul by reading the Word of God and hearing sermons like tonight. Believing and building and renewing your faith. Amen. Growing in your faith. Singing praises unto God. To be a dynamic witness for Christ. It makes a force come out of us. It makes us forcible. Amen. A force begins to come out of us that sets men free. Not only saves them, but as you begin to grow and develop your faith, you'll begin to learn that you can lay hands upon the sick and they shall be healed. As you grow in the faith, you will begin to learn that you not only learn how to witness and lay hands upon the sick, but that you can cast out devils. Amen? You not only learn that you can cast out devils, but you begin to learn that you can minister the baptism of the Holy Ghost with people so that they too can be full of the Holy Ghost like you. Amen? And not be fearful of anything. Amen? Glory to God. We become effectual, in other words. It says the effectual, fervent prayer. In other words, the kind of prayer that has an effect avails much. Amen? You'll begin to avail much in this world. Amen? You'll become forcible, effectual, and productive. I've always wanted to be productive in my life. Anything that I've ever done, I wanted to do it the best. Amen? Why do you start doing something, work at a job or whatever, if you're not going to be productive? We need to be a productive, effectual, forcible Christian today. Amen? In 1 John chapter 2, a verse that you should mark, talks about this anointing of the Holy Ghost that we're talking about tonight. What got us born again was the Holy Ghost. What renews our mind is the Holy Ghost. What needs to be working in our body is the Holy Ghost. Amen? We're spirit, soul, and body. Your spirit got saved. Your soul now needs to be renewed with the Holy Ghost. And now your body needs to be activated by the Holy Ghost so that that healing can come into your body and so that that healing can be passed on to others. Amen? Glory to God. You imagine ministering to healing to someone and you being sick yourself. <laughs> Amen? You can't very well do it. But it says in 1 John 2, 27, But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you. That's what we've been talking about. It's the anointing that we have received from who? Jesus abideth in who? Us. Amen. It says here you, but it's talking about us. Amen. It says here, read this with me. But the anointing, say that. Which ye have received of him abideth in you. Now listen to it. Let's read this first person. But the anointing which I have received abideth in me. Glory to God. It abides in me. It abides in you. Praise God. It is this anointing which abides within us that makes us dynamic. It makes us powerful. It makes us forcible. It makes us effectual as a Christian today. Amen. It makes us productive. It gives us 
the ability to plant seeds of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and then it yields a produce or a product, amen, in this kingdom, which is called saved men, amen, healed men, rescued men, men that become Christians, glory to God. It makes us productive in this world. The word is preached in power, amen. See, Satan don't want this kind of power to come out. He don't want this kind of word to be preached, amen. He wants to try to quench you and make you think you're a dirty, no good, nothing, don't know how to do anything. And if he can do that, he will shut your mouth, amen. If he can make you think that you're no good, that you've got a wrong relationship with God, if he makes you think that you're all guilty and all, all uh, tied down with inferiority and guilt and all kinds of complexes, if he can make you think all that, you're not going to be preaching the Word like it's being preached here tonight, amen? If he can make you think that you're a no good, dirty, rotten, good for nothing, see, you're not though, are you? You've been born again, glory to God. You've been made the righteousness of God in Christ. You've been filled with the Holy Ghost. You've received the anointing. You've received the life of God. You've received the fruits of the Spirit in your spirit. You've received patience. You've received joy. You've received peace. You've received goodness. You've received all the, the qualities and attributes of the Spirit of God now live inside of you, and they want to come out, amen. But they come out as you renew your mind and release them through faith into your body and out of your mouth and out of your actions to minister in power amen glory they got to be released they got to be released from you and from me jesus had this anointing of the holy ghost look with me in luke chapter 4 verse number 18 jesus had this anointing that we're talking about here we know in other verses that Jesus was baptized in the Holy Ghost as the Spirit of God came down and set upon him as John the Baptist baptized him. We have not the time to go into that. But Jesus says in Luke chapter 4 verse 18 that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. That was Jesus' confession. Let me hear you say that. Say the Spirit of the Lord, Spirit talk loud, is upon me. Because, because, because. What does it say here? Because he hath anointed me, what for? To preach the gospel. Glory to God. It says that the Spirit of God is upon you because you are to go and preach the gospel. That's what we've been talking about tonight. Preach the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It says that we preach to the poor. It says, He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and the recovering of the sight of the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. I just can't pass this opportunity up. You see that Jesus was sent for all these things. Amen. He was sent to preach the gospel, to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance, to set at liberty those that are captive, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. This scripture I wasn't even planning on bringing out, but over in John, turn with this if you would. John, John chapter 20, verse number 21, right out of the mouth of Jesus. John 20, 21. You see what Jesus was sent for, and now what? here's what he says in John 20, 21. He says this, then Jesus said to them again, peace be with you as my father has what? Sent me. 
As my Father has sent me, even so send I you. Glory to God. He sent us. Now Jesus has sent us to do the same thing that he did. Glory to God. But now in his name, amen, and in the power of his resurrection, in the ability and the dunamis power of the force and the ability of the Holy Ghost to go out and to achieve things in the kingdom here now. Amen. To set people free, those that are bruised. Looking at what Jesus did in Luke 10, 19, he anointed the disciples here before the Holy Ghost had even been given. Before the baptism had even been given, Jesus anointed the disciples to go out and minister. This Holy Ghost here was the same Holy Ghost as the Holy Ghost that was given on the day of Pentecost, but it wasn't the baptism here. We see that it wore off pretty quick, <laughs> amen, because these disciples weren't born again. But it says here in verse number 19 of Luke 10, Jesus said, Behold, I give unto you power. That's authority. He says here he gives us authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all, what does that say, over all the power. That word there is dunamis, the power of the enemy. In other words, the enemy also has a force. The enemy also has a power. The enemy also has an effect on this world. The enemy also has a productive thing going in this world now. But it says here that the authority that he has given us gives us authority over what? All the dunamis power of the enemy. Glory to God. Jesus got power over the devil when he went down into that grave. Revelations 1 says that he went down into there and he took the keys from the devil and slapped him up beside the head and said, I'm alive, I'm alive, I'm alive forevermore. Glory to God. And he came up out of that grave and got power and authority over the devil. And now he has given us that power and that authority through the Holy Ghost. Amen. In Matthew chapter 28, verse number 20, 19 and 20 tells us to go, therefore, and baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen? To go and teach them to do all things that he had commanded them to do. So now he has commanded us to go and preach in his name, in his authority, and in his power. Glory to God. Now Jesus, when he was on earth, in Mark 1, 27, we see that Jesus went around casting out devils. Mark 1, 27. You got tabs, you can turn pretty quick. It says, and they were all amazed insomuch that they questioned among themselves saying, what thing is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority commandeth he even the unclean spirits and they do obey him. I tell you what, the unclean spirits obeyed Jesus. Amen. Obeyed him. Glory to the living God. They obeyed Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 10, verse number 28, I believe, 1038, 10:38, it tells us more about the ministry of Jesus Christ. It tells us more about the ministry of Jesus. It says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with great power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. This is what Jesus did. Now he's given us this power to go because just as the Father sent Jesus, now he's sending us to go in his name. Amen. We have received the same anointing of the Holy Ghost 
to accomplish, listen to me, the same results that Jesus did. If we'll only begin to come into the knowledge and have faith that this same power is living inside of us that rose Jesus Christ from the dead, glory to God, according to Romans 8 and 11, and begin to let it infiltrate and fill our mind and our body and begin to act, glory to God. The only reason that we are not doing things that are dynamite and dynamic right now is because our faith has not been developed. Our mind has not been renewed in order to, to release our spirit that is full of power into our actions, causing a result as Jesus had. Amen? We need to let this dynamite power go. In John chapter 14, verse number 12, it says that this kind of power is for believers. It's for believers. In other words, Jesus said, Verily, verily, 14, 12 of John, I say unto you, that's you, man, that's you, he that believeth on me the works that I do, shall he do. Amen? Read that, say that, say the works that I do, he do. I do, he do. Amen? That's what Jesus is doing. If I do it, he do it. In other words, he gave us power. He says, if you just begin to believe, glory to God, he says, the works that I do, he can do. Amen? And he's telling them about the Holy Ghost in John 14, 15, and 16. And he says, not only those works, he says, and greater works than these shall he do. That's you do, brother. Because, why? Because I go unto my Father. And what was he going to do when he got to the Father? He was going to pour out the Holy Ghost. Amen? There was going to be our comforter, our helper, the one that was called alongside to do the works for him in this world. His body was to receive that, and they were to become the temples of God which we are so that we can go out and do the works of God in this world. Amen? As temples of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. The works that I do, Jesus said, He do. Glory to God. I'm that He do. Amen? Are you that He do tonight? Glory to God. Begin to convince yourself of that and be persuaded of that. Matter of fact, Hebrews 13, 8 says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? How's he going to be the same today and how's he going to be the same forever if he's not the same in you? Glory to God. Amen. He lives in you. You've received Jesus. You've received the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Amen. And now we have the privilege to begin to move out and minister as the body of Christ in the power of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost dynamite enables us to speak with authority in this world. Glory to God. In Luke Again, chapter 4, where we saw about the anointing of Jesus, it tells how he took the authority to cast out evil spirits again. See, Jesus did it, we do it. I do, he do. Remember that. It says in Luke 4, 36, And they were all amazed and spake among themselves. You find out that when you begin to do great and mighty works and begin to be a dynamite Christian, that people are going to be amazed. Amen? People are going to be amazed at the boldness that you have. People are going to be amazed at the work that you're doing. People are going to be amazed at the results that you're having. Amen? You begin to walk in the power of the dynamite power of the Holy Ghost. And I tell you what, you'll have this chapel full. You won't be able to keep people away like on Wednesday night. The prayer meeting, we have about 150 people here sometimes. They're amazed at the work that the Holy Ghost is doing. Amen? 
It says here in 38, it says, what word is this? This is what they were saying. This is what men will begin to say. They'll say, what word is that man preaching anyway? For with authority and power, that word power there is what? It's dunamis, glory to God. It's dynamite, amen? With power, with authority and power, he commandeth the unclean spirits, and they come out, glory to God, amen? See, he's given us power over serpents, over demons, over scorpions, over all the dunamis power of the devil because of his dunamis power, glory to God, amen? And now it says that he ministered with authority and with power. That word authority there means exousia, which means it means that you've been given the privilege, amen? You've been given the privilege to go out and minister this dunamis power. A lot of us are kicking back today and not going out and ministering this. Now you're growing into it, glory to God. You're becoming strong, but you don't do it overnight, amen? You got to renew yourself. You got to renew your mind and be filled with the word in your mind, amen? See, number one, you're first born again in the spirit, glory to God, amen? Number two, you got to renew your mind so it will take over your thinking, amen? If you don't think something first, it's not going to come out, is it? Huh? you got to think it first, and then it comes out at your mouth. You renew your mind with the Spirit, and then all of a sudden, your body begins to take on the form of what's in your mind, amen? You heard that a man is what he thinks, isn't he? As a man thinketh, so is he. A man actions is the way he thinks. You begin to think. Dunamis power of the Holy Ghost is yours because of your born-again experience. It will take over your mind, and as you begin to think it, you will become it, glory to God, and you'll begin to minister in this power. Do you understand that? Amen. Glory to the living God. Hallelujah. Become a dynamic witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. You'll begin to be a, an influence on the world as the new Christian church was in the book of Acts, chapter 14, verse number 3. You don't want to turn to it. Acts 14, 3 says, Long time therefore abode they, the disciples, were there speaking boldly, it says in Acts 14, 3. They were speaking boldly in the Lord, which gave testimony unto the word of grace. They were testifying, as Bruce was probably talking about tonight, about Revelation 12, 11, where it says that they overcame them by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They were going out and testifying about the blood, about the resurrection. And it says the word of His grace and, they, and, and, and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. Amen. See, it not only was in their spirit, it was in their mind. They were renewed to think that they could do what Jesus said. I do, He do. They believed that they could do it. The Spirit of God had taken over their mind. It did not only fill their spirit, it filled their mind. It filled their body. And then it said the signs and the wonders came forth by their hands. Amen? Laying hands upon the sick. If you never lay hands upon the sick, you're not going to give the Spirit of God a chance to move out and be used by Him. He says they that believe will lay hands upon the sick. If you believe, you will be laying hands upon the sick. The dynamite quality of the spirit-filled life will begin to come out of you and you'll begin to speak forcefully. You'll begin to witness in power. You'll begin to have a divine energy about you, not only spiritually, but mentally and bodily. Turn with me, if you would, over to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 
7. Here it says what God hath not given. It says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. See, he didn't give us the spirit of fear, but what he gave us was power. Amen? He gave us power. Glory to God. He gave us power and love and a sound mind. Amen? If you don't have a sound mind, that power is not going to come out. A sound mind is a mind upon Jesus Christ. A sound mind is one that's upon the resurrection. A sound mind is one that thinks about what Jesus did to that devil all day long. A sound mind thinks about the victory of the cross. A sound mind thinks about the death, the burial, and the resurrection. See, a sound mind thinks about love. Glory to God. It thinks about the love of God for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Amen? Glory to God. Amen? It's love and it's power. He didn't give us fear. We don't have anything to be afraid about today. He gave us power. But let me ask you, do you feel tonight that, that your life is kind of strangled and cut off? Do you feel this power some way that's inside of you is being stopped from coming outside of your body? 90% of you would probably have to say, yes, I feel it is. I feel that power that is down inside of me is being strangled and, and cut off in some way being grieved in some way being quenched. Amen? See, it's all these demons that are attacking you and trying to put fear in your mind. Where does Satan attack? Attacks in your mind, doesn't he? Tries to quench you and cut you off. In other words, he'll try to come in and he'll try to render you powerless in the face of op opposition, in the face of trials and tribulations. He'll come in and try to attack your mind totally. And as he attacks your mind, your spirit is quenched. Amen? But you've got to be strong enough to get him off your mind. Amen? You've got to begin to think the Word of God and renew your mind. Not taking in Satan's thoughts, but putting Satan's thoughts out and putting the Word of God out. Amen? Glory to God. He'll try to come in. And try to cut everything off. Paul and Barnabas, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. It says in the book of Acts that they were waxed bold when they met opposition. They waxed bold. Today the trouble is a lot of people are waxing coal. Amen. In other words, they're coming off coal. When opposition comes, we just back down into a corner and says, okay, Mr. Devil, you go ahead and do to that guy what you want to do to him. I'm just a weak little uh, saved Christian, and I've only been saved a couple of months, and I just don't know what to do. Well, that's true. But when you begin to learn what to do, you need to begin to go out and do it. And when you learn it and come into the knowledge in your mind of who you are in Christ, what you can do because of who you are, and you begin to go out and do it, you begin to meet opposition face on wax bowl in the gospel of Jesus Christ because you're strong in the faith. Amen? In other words, we begin to take on that Holy Ghost. We begin to be energized by the Holy Ghost. We begin to be fearless because we know we're right with God and that we have God backing us. We're filled with the Holy Ghost. We're controlled by the Holy Ghost. We're guided by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is coming out of us, energizing us. We're no longer impotent or, or ineffective or shattered when opposition comes, but we begin to move out in a force, amen, in a faith that, we, that, that just begins to surprise us. And, and I tell you, as we begin to grow and as we begin to preach the Word, we just want to just go out and win everybody to the Lord, just want to go out and lay hands on everybody because we see it's working, and yes, it does work, amen. Glory to God, it works. The power of God works. Satan will try to come. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul
Paul tells us that when we're moving out with the gospel of Jesus Christ, that opposition will come. But in 10.4 it says that the weapons that we have as a Christian, turn to this, 2 Corinthians 10.4. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. In other words, we don't fight Satan with carnal things. Amen? Amen. We don't fight him with carnal ways. We don't fight him with earthly weapons. We don't fight him with our hands. Amen? We don't fight him with our feet. It says, but we're mighty through God. See, God has given us a mind and a power that we need to rely on him when he comes at us. Amen? We don't try to fight it ourselves. Too many of us try to take it on ourselves. Trials and tribulations. Try to take them on and work our way through them slowly through a lot of prayer. Well, I'll tell you what. When he comes in at you, you got to begin to be mighty through him. Glory to God. And how you're mighty through him is to begin to put your mind on the victory that you have in Christ. And it says you need to pull down these strongholds. See, Satan don't want to come in and he'll want to try to get a stronghold on your mind. Amen. Don't want to let go. Want to get a stronghold on your mind. But it says that we're to cast down the imagination. And imagination is a thought that comes in and tries to make you imagine a certain thing. Brother, your imagination should be the Word of God. You should be the image of God spiritually. You should imagine and be the image of the Word of God mentally. You should imagine and be the image of God through the person of Jesus Christ, being Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever as His Son in this world today. You should be His image. Glory to God. Amen. We're slowly coming into glory to glory, Paul says. Glory to glory. We're changing glory. Amen. Our mind is changing. Our actions is changing. And we're becoming more like Jesus in our actions. We've got to begin to do this. Put this on us. It says we cast down imaginations. And every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. Satan will want to come in and cast imaginations against the knowledge of the resurrection. Amen. You'll want to come in and cast down imaginations against the knowledge of the power that you have in Christ. But it says, here's what you're supposed to do. But bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Bring every thought into the obedience of the Word of God. Bring every thought to the obedience of the resurrection. Every thought. Don't think anything different than that. And it says that we're to be ready, have a readiness to revenge all disobedience. See, every thought that comes in, you need to revenge it immediately. Glory to God. Amen. I'm telling you now why you're not effective. Because you're not casting these things down. You're letting Satan come in and take over your thinking and tries to make you an impotent Christian. Tries to make you think that this is not for today. Try to make you think that healing is not for today. Try to make you think that speaking in tongues is not for today. Try to make you think that all the gifts and callings of God are not for today. Satan will try to come in and attack your mind that all those aren't. But the Bible says different. And if we're going to be obedient to the Word of God, we're to begin to move and do the things that the Bible says instead of the things that Satan says, glory to God. Amen? Program our mind with the word of the living God and what it says. Having a readiness to revenge all disobedience, when your obedience is filled full, glory to God, you're to be full of the Holy Ghost. You're to be full of the Holy Ghost thoughts, not only spiritually, but mentally or soulishly, and also bodily in your actions, in doing the word, not only being a hearer of the word, but let's begin to do the word. Amen? Glory to God. Let's begin to act. Glory. Hallelujah. We begin to learn how to keep our mind upon the Holy Ghost, upon what we can do in Christ. Keep our mind, renew our mind. You say, Charles, how do you keep this 
dynamics into Christianity. Well, the Bible tells us how to in Romans chapter 12, verse number 2. I want every one of you to turn to it. How do you keep this dynamics in your actions? Say, Charles, I know I'm born again. I know I'm born again. I have all this power inside of me. I know that power is dunamis. I, I know that power is dynamite. I know it's dunamis power. I know it's the ability down inside of me that wants to jump out and achieve things. But how do I let it out? In Romans chapter 12, beginning with verse number 2, it says, Be not conformed to this world. That's how you let it out. Brother, if you're a born-again Christian and you're conformed to this world and to the things of this world, the devil, the world, Satan, the flesh is quenching your mind, is quenching your spirit so that it cannot come out. Amen? You're pitching water on it. You come over here, you go to church, get born again. Then all of a sudden you go over to the quad, you begin to be conformed back to the world, and you throw water on it. You begin to throw water on the spirit, brother, and you put it out. But when you give your life to the Lord and become a Christian, you begin to, to put a little bit more fire into it. You begin to not only have that fire down in your spirit, but you begin to have a fiery mind. Amen? You begin to put the power in your mind. You begin to light up your mind with the Word of God. Don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the what? Renewing. So you've got to renew your mind to what the Bible says. To what the Bible says about what you can do as a Christian. To what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit. To what the Bible says about the gifts of God. Amen? Renew your mind. So you've been thinking a wrong way for 29 years, and now don't think that you're going to renew your mind. Amen? Overnight. I don't think it's going to take you as long to renew your mind as it did to get it in the shape that you were in when you came to the Lord. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that that. Renewing your mind is a lifetime process, glory to God. If you stay in the Word of God and renew your mind and, and become a diligent studier of the Word of God and one that hears the Word of God over and over and over and over and over and stay into the Word of God, you will get your mind renewed quicker. Faith cometh by hearing the Word. You renew your mind with the Word of God, and as you do, you have faith in your mind that you can do it. You know what happens then? The spirit jumps out and does it. Glory to God. Amen. Goes into your body and begins to, to minister the gospel out your mouth and out your actions, out your eyes. Glory. Begins to teach people. Begins to minister to people. Begins to testify to the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Renew your mind that you may prove what is that good. So you, you at first, when you begin to renew your mind, you come to a place, oh, you have a pretty good renewed mind. Amen. Then it says you, you begin to prove what is acceptable. You begin to get up to a number two position that is acceptable unto God. And then it says you move on into a perfect will of God. Amen? In other words, you begin to prove what that perfect will of God is. Glory to God. You know where the perfect will of God is? The perfect will of God is down in your spirit. Amen? The perfect will of God is written on these pages right here of this Bible. As you renew your mind to that word there, you come in to a renewal of this word, which is the perfect will of God. And you know what happens then? That perfect will of God, which is down in your spirit, begins to line up your mind to the perfect will of God. And all of a sudden, there's no other place for the will of to God to go but to your body. Glory to God. And then you begin to see that it's God's will that you walk and be guided in the spirit and directed to lay hands upon the sick, to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Amen.
Spirit don't stay in any longer. It comes out into your mind, takes over your body and your actions and your words and your talk, gives you power. Perfect will of God. That's why right after this, in verse number three, I got to read it to you. It says, For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than all things. See, you're not thinking highly of yourself. You're thinking highly of the Holy Ghost inside of you. Amen? But to think soberly according God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in this body, glory to God, the Spirit is getting out into the body now. Amen? It says here, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one member one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given unto us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the portion of faith. To the degree that you have faith developed in your mind is to the degree that prophecy will come out of your spirit, and the Word of God will begin to come out of your mouth and minister to others. Glory to God. Amen? goes on to say there, or ministry, let us wait on our ministry, or teaching on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, ruleth, and showeth mercy. And it says, let love with dissimulation, without dissimulation, in other words, without any kind of hypocrisy, flow forth from you the love of the living God. Amen. We need to continually renew our mind with the word of God, number one, to stay full of the Holy Ghost. Number two, we need to continually praise God. Amen. Let God inhabit you. Amen. It says when you praise God, he inhabits the praises of his people. In other words, I believe that we need to praise God constantly as they were at the end of Luke 24, 53, where it says, and they were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Luke 24, 53. And as they were continually praising and blessing God, what happened? The Holy Ghost came down. Glory, they were all in one accord. The Holy Ghost comes and fills you glory. Amen? Praises unto God. Praising Him for your victory in Christ and the resurrection. And as you do that, keep your mind renewed with the Word of God, the resurrection, the gospel. The Holy Ghost will flood out into your body and you'll lift your hands. Number three, I believe that we need to be baptized in the Holy Ghost and speak and tongues, glory to God. You know, over in 1 Corinthians, talking about how to keep this dynamic, so I believe one way is through the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the gift of tongues. In 1 Corinthians 14, chapter 2, it says, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. So you, when you speak in an unknown tongue, you say, Oh, I don't understand it. Well, you're speaking to God. Amen. It says later on that you're to pray to get understanding. But it says, for no man understandeth him, howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Glory to God. Amen. And in verse 4, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, 1 Corinthians 14, 4, edifieth himself. Edifieth himself. See, as you begin to speak in unknown tongues, it says the spirit prayeth. The spirit down inside of you begins to come forth and pray and it begins to edify you. Well, Charles, what does this word edification mean? It means it builds you up, it strengthens you, it repairs you, and it charges you. Glory to God. Amen? And that's what you need. You need your mind repaired. You need it strengthened. You need it charged. Glory to God. Amen? need it charged. In other words, you need to be edified. You need to let this spirit come forth through your mind and out your mouth and affect your tongue. Glory to God. It says here that praying in unknown tongues edifieth you. Over in Jude chapter, well, it's only got one chapter, but Jude 20, 
Listen to this. Just listen to me. I only got a few minutes. But you, beloved, building up yourselves in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost, glory to God, is praying in other tongues. You build yourself up in faith. And it says it keeps yourself in the love of God. Not only the love down in your spirit, but love in your mind. Amen? Love in your body. Love in your actions. But, oh, Satan is busy quenching your mind and saying, oh, tongues ain't for today. And you know, if he can tell you that, and he continues to tell you that, and continues to tell you that, he's quenching the Holy Ghost that wants to flow out of you and begin to affect your body and begin to cause you to be edified and strengthened and charged and repaired like you never have been before. You're not to let him do that to you. In other words, common, ordinary people like yourself and like me become dynamite Christians as we humble ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ and believe every word in this gospel here that every gift is for us in here as we humble ourselves to the gifts as we humble ourselves and receive Jesus Christ as our Lord as we humble ourselves and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit as we humble ourselves to this word here and renew our mind as we humble ourselves and receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost as we humble ourselves and begin to not think bad about this gift or that gift or that or this or that and begin to receive everything that God has for you I tell you you'll be charged like never before and you'll become a dynamic Christian. But most Christians today, including myself, are our worst enemy. Because we go out and say, oh, I don't believe that. Well, I tell you what, the gifts and the things that I'm talking about tonight, the dynamics of Christianity is not for those that don't believe. It says they that believe shall lay hands upon the sick. They that believe shall speak with new tongues. They that believe shall cast out devils. They that believe go out and witness the gospel of Jesus Christ in power. You've got to believe the word of up with it. Let the Spirit come out and attach your body because the Holy Ghost is for all that believe. Amen? Yeah. Glory. Hallelujah. You've got to let the Holy Ghost work in your life. You've got to allow it to work. Four ways. Four ways. Renewing your mind, number one. Praising God, number two. Speaking in tongues, number three. And then totally humbling yourself to God and his word and everything that he has for you, number four. Amen. Humbling yourself totally to what God says and bringing every thought into the obedience of Jesus Christ. You know, we've been rebellious people for a long time. That's the major problem. Humble yourself to God. That's the message. Just stand. Praise God. We're going to humble ourselves to God right now. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for your anointing. We thank you, Father. Lift your hands to Jesus right now. Let the Holy Spirit flow up to God, okay? Let it flow out your body right now. God wants his Holy Spirit to flow from your spirit into your mind, out your body. He wants to use you in a mighty way. Glory to God. We receive from you. He wants you to just begin to speak. He wants you to begin to prophesy. He wants you to begin to do those things. He wants you to begin to minister the word of God. He wants you to smile. Jesus wants you to, wants a glow to come upon your face. He wants you to begin to, to lay hands upon the sick. He wants you to begin to do the word. He says, be ye a doer of the word and not a hearer only. He says, faith, having faith without works is dead, being alone. We don't want to be dead Christians. We want to be a doer of the word of God. We want to do everything that he sent us to go to do in the name of Jesus Christ and we shall do it Father God hallelujah thank you glory Father we love you we praise you we receive from you right now we receive Father God from you Ooh, glory we receive from you Father oh Melissa oh thank you Father for being so good to us oh bless his holy name
way to glory land. It won't be long until I take the hand.